time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's time for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Strohlt here with you alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, serving you in Greensboro with an office on Muris Chapel Road. You can go to greensbororetirement.com to find out more information about Glenn. Uh, Glenn and his team host workshops and courses throughout the area that you can find out uh, more about by getting in touch. And of course, uh, we cover lots of different great topics here on the podcast. And you saw today, we're talking about legacy planning. And I think most people, Glenn, probably realize that it's usually best to have an estate planning attorney helping them with their estate plan. But it's also important for the financial advisor to be a part of that conversation. So we're talking about what's going to happen to, you know, my legacy uh, f- from a financial perspective, and then also, you know, property and everything else that's thrown into that equation. What role do you typically play as uh, a financial advisor in that estate and legacy planning part of the process? Well, Walter, that's that's a very interesting question because, you know, it, of course, it depends on the client and, you know, and, and, you know, and when they've come to me and whatnot, you know, sometimes folks come to me and they, they haven't done their wills or they haven't done any, any uh, estate planning work or maybe it's been a long time since they've revisited it. And then there's other times when folks come in and they become clients and they've just – They've just done that work, so it really kind of depends on this on the situation and whatnot. But certainly, I always find that, that that it's that it's important that that planning process not only be part of, of of what the attorney does, but as well with the financial advisor because you know you've got different tax consequences of different types of of accounts, and and maybe you're wanting to leave this asset to one person and another to somebody else, and and you're trying to figure out you know how can you be equitable and 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 all of those types of things. And frankly, you know not every professional knows everything about everything, right? In fact, I've never met one that knows everything about everything. Right. And a lot of times, obviously, your your attorneys are going to know the legal documents and and you know and certain things to do, but they're not going to necessarily know all the nuances. Of, of all the all the tax ramifications of, of different things. So I, I really feel like it's important that you know that those processes be coordinated with one another. And I always like the idea of being able to have a conversation with uh, with the estate you know planning attorney because you know if we coordinate you know what's going on so that in the right hand and the left hand knows what the other's doing, it's much more likely that that things are going to happen the way um, that they should happen and, and the way that they're the quote unquote the will <laughs> of of the person is right. I mean, that's that's the whole idea of estate planning is is that you want your will to be done, you know, when it all when all said and done, and and you want to make sure that your life's work and and what you've saved and done goes to all the people that you want, and and and, and to make sure that there's not extra money that that ends up going to taxes because of you know, just with a lack of planning with the right hand and the left hand mm-hmm. didn't know what the other one was doing. Yeah, you, your will be done. That's how you want it to be, right? When it comes to <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, you know, truly. I mean, that's that's what that's what the idea of a will is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's what what you want to have happen, and uh, this is your opportunity to make sure that all of that is addressed. But if you make missteps here, there are pretty big uh, consequences. We'll get into some of those in a few moments. But uh, let's take a step back even further here, Glenn. And and, and what's the typical attitude that you see about legacy planning. Do most of your clients, you know, view their legacy as, yeah, I want to try and leave as much money as possible to the kids and grandkids, or are they more focused on their own retirement lifestyle and whatever's left uh, they're happy to have go to the kids? I mean, what's what's usually the goal and the mission of most clients? 
Well, you know, you got to be careful with that usual kind of thing, yeah, right? Because the one size fits all never doesn't really ever fit. I see, I see it all over the spectrum, Walter. You know, I mean, I, that's part of the discovery meeting that we that we have, and I, and that's those are questions that we ask as as to you know, well, what is your feelings and your and your sense about you know the legacy that you want to leave behind and whatnot, or you know, are the assets that you've saved and and the accounts that you have, you know, are they going to be more for your benefit in terms of you know creating an income plan and enjoying and doing things? things or are you really focused on you want to make sure that certain you know things go to go to kids or grandkids and the answers are all over the map you know sometimes you have folks that say you know what you know we've given our kids all kinds of opportunities and they're on their own they're doing well and so if there's anything left over we'd be more than happy for them to get it and you know and that's what we really want to have happen um, sometimes they're in that same attitude but they say well you know the kids you know have everything they need we're going to leave it to charity you know, or, you know, some other times, you know, you sit down with somebody and they say, well, no, I want to absolutely positively make sure that, that this, this amount goes to, to this child or to this grandchild for, for these particular purposes. And so that's a very important, you know, factor. And when we're thinking about how to, how, you know, how to plan, you know, and, and how, how, how the assets are going to, are, are going to be, you know, positioned because, you know, legacy planning and income planning are different. However, they're they're still both pieces of the same puzzle in terms of you know how what does your overall plan look like does that make sense it does make sense yeah i i know that i can't be throwing that word around typical and uh, most you know those are always hard to uh to, to categorize you're right everything ends up getting customized in the end but it does make sense where some of those you know usual goals fall into place for some people maybe i just got to parse those down instead of most i'll do some <laughs> And well, instead no, of usually I mean, every once in a while. I, sometimes <laughs> folks haven't really thought about it, you know, and we're, we're sitting down and talking, and, and, I'll, and I'll, they'll actually even ask me a question sometimes, well, what do most other people do? Yes. And, you know, and, then, and I said, well, we don't have to worry about what other people are doing. It's like, what do you want to have happen? But there's, right? com- there's comfort in that, though, Glenn. There's comfort in knowing, okay, I'm not the only one going through this situation. So, sure. you know, all right, well, I don't really want to leave my kids. I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to leave them a whole bunch of money, but, you know, if there's if there's a little bit left over, then sure, I'd like to make that a, uh, you know, that that would be great, you know. But but do I feel? Should I feel bad for feeling that way? And then right. it's, no, lots of people do that. Lots of people feel that way. And you're that, that, you're exactly right. There. And, and sometimes these conversations or these thoughts are are things that that folks. I mean, they may have thought about it a little bit, but they haven't really given it lots of thought, and they really haven't come to definite opinions about what they want to do. Because I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, when you're when you're facing your own mortality and you're thinking about you know your legacy and what happens when you're not here, that's not the easiest thing for most people to think about. And it can be a it can be a challenging thing to really think through exactly what do you want to have happen. That's why a lot of people put off, you know, doing their wills and so forth. Yep. Good point. Very good point. Uh, we can go further down this road, though, Glenn, and talk about, I mentioned some of the, the mistakes or the consequences people make when it comes to estate planning, because it, it can get complex, especially if you're trying to go about it on your own. Where do you see as sort of the uh, the common missteps that, that people have made in the past? Well, you know, I mean, I, you, you, one of the major things is, is to make sure that your beneficiary forms are, are, are properly filled out and that they actually reflect what you want to have happen now. Um, you know, I've seen situations where folks come in and we, you know, we look over their beneficiary forms and, you know, they might not have anybody there or, you know, so then, then it's going to go to the estate. 
And so if that's the case and it's like, say, for instance, it's an IRA or a 401k and it's a uh, it's a pre-tax account. Well, if there's not a specific beneficiary for it to go to, then it goes to the estate. Well, now we're going to have a lot of tax consequences because there's going to be an accelerated distribution of you know what could be a very large account. So that's something that's very important. But also with those beneficiary forms is to make sure that they're up to date. You know, you might have left some had somebody as a beneficiary at one point and, you know, situation changed. You know, it, it could be in a previous marriage and whatnot. You see situations in, in the news from time to time where, you know, the, the ex-spouse was left, you know, the, you know, was, was the beneficiary. And, and, and so they ended up, you know, getting, you know, getting the, you know, the death benefit or that, you know, that account was passed on to them or, or there's a court case trying to dispute it. And all that could be avoided by making sure that the, the beneficiary forms are filled out properly, you know, and to make sure that, the, you know, that they're there. And not only do you have a you know, beneficiary, you, obviously you're going to have primary beneficiaries, but it's also a good thing to have, you know, you know, the, the second beneficiary or what we would call a contingent beneficiary or you know, beneficiaries, you know, you know who's going to um, have what and what, what are they going to receive? That is a very, very common mistake. And, you know, I, I have to say, I mean, I've even seen situations where folks, you know, had done some planning with an attorney and, you know, they did they did some trust work and they, you know, and they were told, you know, by, you know, by folks to say, well, you know, make the trust the beneficiary of everything. And so, you know, that, you know, that's a little dangerous sometimes because, you know, they, if you can pass something directly to somebody, they might have more planning options than if it goes to the trust and then it's distributed. You might run into tax consequences or, you know, lack of, uh, of different, you know, opportunities that, that that beneficiary might be able to have. So that's, again, back to what we were talking about and making sure that the, the estate planning attorney and the financial advisor are on the same page because, you know, you can, you can see things like that happen from time to time. And it's it's really it's really challenging and difficult, you know, when and when things don't go exactly right. And, and of course, you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, the heirs are the ones that end up you know, trying to figure out, oops, that that was a, that was a mistake. I wonder what they really meant to do. And 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 but yet, the, you know, it's kind of cast in stone when somebody passes away. So you want to make sure you're dotting those I's and crossing those T's as you're going through. And and you should also you just revisit it from time to time. You know, I mean, situations change. I mean, your attitude about different folks might change, or maybe the family dynamics change. There might be a divorce, and or you're, you know, you're concerned about, you know, well, you know, you know, what about this in-law or, or or whatnot, and you know, should we leave it this way, or should we possibly, you know, do some additional work to to make sure that it's protected? There's a there's a lot of factors in there that that folks don't necessarily always, you know, look at all the details of, and and it's very important to because, like I say, you want you want to make sure that what you've what you've saved your entire life life goes to the folks that you care about and to and to the causes that you care about we're uh, really kind of nailing down i think some really important things to think about when it comes to legacy planning it's always good to see where people have made wrong turns in the past how we can learn from those mistakes if you don't have a proper uh, estate plan in place so not even just some of those basic mistakes that people are making but we talked about tax consequences in the last program. And I think this is another good place to talk about consequences. So if we're making those mistakes, what are some of the stories where you've seen things go go really wrong from folks who didn't have a plan in place? What happened down the line? What did those consequences of the mistakes end up being? Oh, well, I mean, you know, you, you, see, you can actually see people get accidentally disinherited. 
for instance, like like on, like in an IRA, if if you don't have a designated um, beneficiary, um, and maybe maybe the, you know, that particular person passed away, but you know their first wife, um, you know, was was the beneficiary, and then she was taken off, and then nothing was ever done on the second one, and then but there was provisions in the will, and they said, well, you know, the the kids are going to supposed to get this and that. Well, you know, the, the, the reality was is that, in, you know, you, you can see a situation where there's no beneficiary designated on that particular account. And if somebody is, is married, you know, there's marital rights to it. And, the you know, a will is going to not, it actually goes to second place to the beneficiary form, which is a surprise for a lot of people. Most people think, well, if it's in the will, that's what's going to happen. But in actuality, a beneficiary form, you know, is more important or, or trumps the will, so to speak. So it doesn't really matter what the, you know, what the will says if the beneficiary form says something else and sometimes those two aren't aligned and in fact you know certain accounts ought to be just dealt with at the beneficiary form level rather than you know even being mentioned in the will and and because that that way what ends up happening is is that if they're they're in both places and they're not exactly the same it creates confusion and then sometimes you have lawsuits and different things like that which obviously nobody wants to have their estate settled like that and it's just it's just a matter of making sure that you're doing everything that you should be doing and dotting the i's and crossing the t's well speaking of you know dotting i's and crossing t's glenn if i am thinking about legacy planning but haven't really put together that solid estate plan that solid legacy plan or my financial advisor and my estate planner you know they aren't talking to one another um i don't have a financial advisor who's sort of quarterbacking the situation uh if i want to come in and meet with you what will that conversation about legacy planning look like how do you start uncovering the the right answers to these questions well what we would want to do walter is we want you know obviously bring in all the you know all the documents and and you know in the accounts that we're going to be talking about that that are going to you know go, you know be passed on and and, and then are going to be part of that estate planning and then like i say we're just going to take it step by step you know i'm not going to make any assumptions i'm you know literally we're going to we're going to start from square one and say well okay you know let's let's take inventory of what you have and what your legacy plans are who do you want to have what you know what you know what is your general attitude you know about about things being, you know, that you might be using or things that you might want to be leaving to, you know, to kids or grandkids. And, and if you definitely want to leave certain things or you know that there's likely going to be, you know, things left over, you know, well, which accounts are going to be better for you to utilize and, and which ones are going to be better to be passed on because different different things are going to be treated differently in the tax code. So there's lots and lots and lots of things. So I would just really say, let's, you know, just bring, bring in everything that's going to be, you know, applicable to any kind of estate planning and your retirement planning and, and let's have a good conversation and let's just take it step by step and not make any assumptions and just and just start with a you know just a good second opinion and review you know everything from from soup to nuts and 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 let's you know let's get together and and occasionally it's going to take a you know a little bit of time and we might actually we might actually have a couple different appointments because we bring things in and we have a conversation and maybe you forgot to bring something in or maybe you know I need to make a call to the you know to the estate planning attorney to find out you know if they, hey is there a document that that you have that you know that's that's not here with what we have but we will really want to just make sure that we're, we're, we're being, you know, holistic and, and comprehensive in nature. We, we want to make sure that we, we do everything we can to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. This is important. And if you want to make sure that you're addressing this in your financial and your retirement plan, reach out to Glenn Mosseller and have a conversation. You can schedule a free consultation, a review, just a conversation 
of your plan by dialing 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. You can also find him online at greensbororetirement.com and schedule a time to meet right there from the webpage or from your mobile device, greensbororetirement.com, where you can do that. This has been another great Retirement Roadmap podcast. On the next one, we're going to talk about some of the different landmark birthdays that you'll face in retirement planning. So what happens when you get to 59 and a half? Why is that a landmark birthday? What about 62, 65, 70, and you know, on the front and back end of those things? Uh, why are these important birthdays? What you should be thinking about when you reach those landmark birthdays? That'll be a fun conversation. That's going to be on the next podcast right here on the Retirement Roadmap. Thanks for joining us.